0: hey friends happy sunday to you again it is really great to be with you uh after being away for a couple of weeks and i hope you're doing well my name is clay munkus and i get the honor of being the lead pastor here at next level and even if we've never met i say this all the time i'm really glad that you have chosen to join us online today today we're kicking off a timely series called where everybody knows your name And the reason that I think this is timely because after a couple of years of working from home or maybe it was homeschooling or staying away from large groups, people are craving the connection of community that they once had. But this problem of isolation just wanted to be clear, it didn't begin in 2020. Actually, for the past 50 or 60 years, there's been a strong emphasis in our society on personal individuality, self-expression, self-esteem, self-fulfillment. We have put the focus on me, the individual, right? I've got to do what's best for me. And as a result, we've produced a very disconnected society. People don't know each other. You don't know all your neighbors. You don't know all the people that you work with. You don't even know all the people in this church. We're all feeling disconnected. Recently, this was a great story that I was reading. I heard about a woman who decided to restore a sense of community in her neighborhood by inviting her neighbors over to a pancake breakfast in her home once a month just to get to know each other. Why? Because she felt we're all disconnected we weren't made to live this way. In fact, the very beginning of scripture, God says this, it's not good for man to be alone. If you what this tells us is you were made for relationships. You were created for connections. Psychologists call this a universal need to belong. Even Jesus needed friends. And scripture has a very important word about connecting people at the deepest level. And that spiritual connection is called this in scripture. Fellowship, right? And you've probably seen this word. If you've been in church for any amount of time, uh, you've probably heard this word used, maybe overused all the time, right? We use the word fellowship to refer to people just hanging out with other people, which it's not really fellowship. Having a party, that's not genuinely fellowship. Being with friends, which it's not again. Fellowship is more than socializing. Fellowship is more than networking. It's more than just making contacts. It's even more than just spending fun time with people that you love. Fellowship, at its truest sense, is a soul-to-soul connection. And Sadly, most people on this earth have never enjoyed the true meaning of genuine fellowship. They have never had a spiritual connection with anyone. You may have had an emotional connection. You've probably had a sexual connection, an intellectual connection, but almost no one has ever had a heart to heart, soul to soul fellowship connection unless you know Jesus and have learned to fellowship with other believers. Why is it essential? to connect with others? Well, there's, there's several reasons. I mean, there are emotional reasons. Study after study shows a connection between frequent, deep connections with other people and good mental health. There are physical reasons. If you're connected with others, studies have told us that you live longer. Like, There's lots of studies that prove that. Dr. Edward Halliwell wrote on this study in Connectedness. This is what he said about it. Just as there is a vitamin deficiency, There is a human contact deficiency that weakens the body, the mind, and the spirit. The the effects of isolation can be severe. I mean, there's depression, physical illness, early death, or they can be milder, like underachievement, fatigue, loneliness. Just as we need vitamin C each day, we also need a dose of human contact every day, with other people. We all know certain things. We all know that we need food. We all know that we need vitamins and minerals. We need air. Most of us know that we need sunshine. But most of us don't know that one of the other major factors in the health of your life is you need deep human contact. Just as essential as vitamin C is for the body, the other vitamin C, vitamin connectedness if you want to call it that, it's essential to your life. There are many scientific studies that have proved that you have to have this in order to really live and not just exist. So there are emotional and physical benefits, but what I want to talk to you about today are the spiritual benefits of being connected. What does it mean to be spiritually connected? What's it like? Scripture gives us a couple of word pictures or metaphors that say being spiritually connected is like this. And we're going to look at three very specific ones today because I believe a lot of people have a misunderstanding of what church is all about. Church is not a place to attend. Church is a group to be connected to. So I want to explain to you the benefits of why you've got to get connected. It's one of these essentials for a post-pandemic life. You need people to live with and what's it like to be spiritually connected well first thing to be spiritually connected is like being a system in a building like being in a system scripture compares the church to a spiritual building now look with me what ephesians chapter 2 says in verse 20 it says you believers are like a building that God owns jesus is the most important stone in the building and the whole building is joined together in christ You are being built into a place where God lives through the Spirit. Now, my background and undergraduate studies are in architecture. So an illustration like this about buildings is very powerful to me. Uh, Most commercial buildings are very complicated structures with tens of thousands of different parts. And one of the major roles of an architect is to make sure that all of those parts fit together. If they don't fit together, you don't have a building. For instance, if a, if a beam is a half inch short, the wall is going to collapse or the roof is going to collapse. If a door has hinges that aren't in the right place or are too thick or too narrow, it won't fit and it can't be connected to the building. If you run a pipe through a hole and it's an inch too short, it's not going to fit. It has to be connected to be part of the building. In fact, if it's not connected, It's not part of the building. If you go to any construction site, you can walk around and you can see lots of different pieces of potential building just laying on the floor or on the ground, right? There'll be bricks, pieces of wood, pieces of metal, switches, pipes, boxes, wires. But as long as they're disconnected, they're not really part of the building. They're in the building, but they're not really a part of the building until they're connected. And after 30 years of ministry, I can see a parallel in the lives of people in the church. Maybe you go to a church. Maybe it's a church like Next Level. And you attend most Sundays, but you don't really feel connected to the Next Level family. It's like you're in the building, but you're not part of the building because you're not connected. You come and sit, and you hear God's Word, and you sing the songs, and you go out, and you talk to people in the foyer in the patio, and then you go home. But you're a spectator. You're not actually a participator. You need to get connected. Let's look at verse 21 from what we just read. This is the New Living translation of it. This is how they say it. We are carefully joined together, joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. God is building a spiritual temple, a living one, and it's going to last forever. But to be part of it, you have to be joined together. You've got to be connected to it. Why does God choose a building as an illustration of what it means to be spiritually connected? Right? Well, why did he choose a building to demonstrate what the church is like? Here's why. Because in a building, all the connected parts support each other. Beams support other beams. Walls support other walls. Walls support the roof. The roof holds the walls together. The walls hold the roof up. They're all connected and they're all supporting. This is one of your deepest needs in life. You need support. You need emotional support. You need physical support, and uh, so, you know we all need spiritual support. Where you're going to get connected if you're not connected? Where's it going to be? Well, who's going to hold you up in the tough times? You need support, like being a part of a building, a brick or a piece of a building. You were meant to go through. You were never meant to go through life disconnected and unsupported. So being spiritually connected is like being a system in a building. The second thing is it's like being a part of a body. It's like being a part of a body. The the Bible not only compares uh, being a part of a church with being a system in a building, but it compares it to being a part of a body. This is why in Scripture, over and over, the church is called the body of Christ. You you may have wondered, why do they call it that? It compares the church to a physical body body. Romans chapter 12 verses 4 and 5 says this, just as there are many parts to our bodies, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of it and it takes every one of us to make it complete. For if each have different work to do, we belong to each other and each of us needs all the others. And this verse is so packed with spiritual truths. I just want to point out five things from this one little verse that's here first notice that in a church we're all different we are all unique god doesn't want you to be like anybody else he made you uniquely you he wants you to be you he doesn't want you copying anybody else you don't have to be like them you are unique second we all have different roles to play we all have different work to do different niches to fill And in a body, not everything does the same thing, right? Can you imagine if all the parts of your body did the same thing? Like if every part of your body did digestion, that would be redundant and uncomfortable because you have a lot of other things to do besides just digest food. It would be unnecessary as well. We have different roles to play in the body of Christ. Third thing, we are all needed to make the body complete. In other words, the hand can't say to the foot, Hey, I don't need you. And the ear can't say to the nose, I don't need you. We're all needed in the body of Christ. Some parts of your body are very small, but they're still needed. And you may think that you're just a small part in the body. Even if that is true. Even when the littlest part of your body gets hurt, you notice it. If your little finger gets smashed, the rest of your body hurts. There are no little people in the body of Christ. Let me tell you, no matter what size you think you are, at Next Level Church, you are needed here in this body of Christ. You are not here by accident. God brought you here because you have a role to play in the body of Christ that we call Next Level Church. Fourth thing that comes out of this verse, we all belong to each other. The Christian life is is not just a matter of believing. It's a matter of belonging. You say, well, I believe in Jesus. Great. Well, you're about halfway there. You need to belong to his body. You need to be a part of a system in the building, a part of the body. What good is a body part that's detached from the body? We all belong to each other. You make a commitment to Jesus, and then you make a commitment to other Christians and say, you know what, that's part. That's the body of Christ, and I'm going to be a part of that. Well, the fifth truth is in here. We all need to be connected to each other. When you're disconnected, you're not very effective. What good is an eyeball when it's detached from the body? None. An eye can't see at all unless it's attached to the body. What good is a hand if it's detached to the body? None. A hand cannot do anything unless it's connected to a body. And Here's the parallel. God wants you To be connected to his body because you can't be effective as a Christian, as a believer of Jesus, to grow spiritually without being connected. Why did God choose the body as an illustration? Why? Because in a body, all the parts grow together. They grow in harmony. If your leg gets detached from your body, can it grow? No. If your arm gets detached, can it grow? No. I don't know how to say it any clearer than this. You cannot be... All God wants you to be, and you cannot grow to be what God wants you to be without being attached to a body, the church, a church home. This is the second most important connection in life. The most important connection is your connection to God. But once you've gotten that connection down, then you need to be looking for another important connection, and that is to be connected to God's body, the body of Christ. Why? Because that is how you grow. Uh, Colossians chapter two, verse nineteen says, "We are joined together in His body by His strong sinews, and we grow and we get our nourishment and strength from God." So, so what is a sinew? A sinew is a muscle. It's a part of your body. And it's the part that holds everything together. Notice it says we grow as we get our nourishment and strength from God. If you're serious about spiritual growth, you have to get connected to a body. You have to do more than just attend a service. You have to get connected to a church body. You need to put down some roots. You need to go deep with some others and say, this is where I'm going to grow. You can't grow all the ways you're supposed to grow on your own. Now, the third image of what it means to grow spiritually that Scripture shows us is being spiritually connected is like being a member of a family. It's being a member of a family. So it's kind of like being a system in a building. It's kind of like being a part of a body and then a member of the family. Scripture calls the church the family of God. We're a spiritual family. Uh, We're God's family. 1 Timothy 3.15 says it this way. I want you to know how people who are members of God's family must live. God's family is the church. Many of you live probably a long distance from family members. Uh, You're not close to any kind of uh, extended relatives. And some of you are single adults. Some of you might even have a family that's not supportive of your spiritual development or your spiritual growth. We are, as Next Level, we are your family. We help you. We love you. We want to care for you. We want to help you be all that God wants you to be. How are we to act as members of God's family? That's a good question. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12, Love each other like brothers and sisters. Why? Because we're a family. In past generations in churches, the, the members would call each other brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so. and You can still find this in parts of the rural south where you go in uh, where, where I'm from. It's not really that bad of an idea. We are related to each other in the family of God. The phrase one another is used 58 times in the New Testament. The Bible says we are to love one another, care for one another, encourage one another, support one another, give to one another, help one another, and on and on and on it goes. It is the mutual ministry that we have in the family of God. That's what it means to be a member of a family. You're not just a spectator in a church. You are a participator in a church. You're not on the outside looking at the family. You're on the inside as a family member. And as we were planning this series, I couldn't help but think of the words to the theme song, Cheers. Where it says, making your way in the world today takes everything you got. You're probably singing along with me. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see all our troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. That is a description of the family of God. When you get involved in a small group, and in that small group, everybody wants to know your name. right? You figure out pretty soon that all your troubles, well, they're the same. If you are a perfect person, and you've got it all together, and there's no sin in your life, maybe you don't need a life group. On the other hand, if you're someone with a past or maybe someone struggling with what you got going on in your life today, maybe you're someone with questions or someone just trying to learn more of what it means to actually follow Jesus amidst a culture, amidst even a church culture that does not want to follow Jesus. If anything like that is true, this is the place for you. If you've got some hang-ups all right, uh, you, you've got a few screws loose or a few eggs short of a full omelet or your elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. Maybe you've got some bad habits. Maybe you have regrets in your past. Uh, there's a little shady thing that you wish nobody would know about and you're trying to get rid of it. Or you've got some areas in your life that you're just not all together with. If that is you, this place is for you. This is the place for people who have blown it and want to change, who want to grow, who want to make a difference, who admit that they don't have it all together. If you are that person and that describes you, you are welcome here. And one of the reasons that you feel so welcome here is because there are people all around you in this place who have decided to take a risk put down some roots, and get connected to some other people here at this local expression of church on a level that is much deeper than saying hi and having a short conversation in the lobby or out on the patio than going home. It was on some smaller serving team or in a life group where they got to know someone and others got to know them. And in that small group environment, they had the courage to open up about their questions about their struggles or the shame in their path. And in the opening up, they found a place to belong. They found a place where they were loved, and they found a place where the people that they loved, they loved back. And that belonging they found in their small group gets reflected back right here in every service that we have on Sunday. And one of the reasons why God has his hand and blessing on this church is because the people here really do love each other. It makes all the difference in the world. That's why sometimes you walk into a service and it feels like electricity. Because the people who are here are here because they want to be here. Nobody's forced to be here. Nobody is here out of guilt or out of habit. They're here because they love to be here to be with God and to be with other members and people of this church. And as I wrap up the introduction to this message series, I just want to ask you one question. Why should you stay disconnected? Why should you stay disconnected? Right? Give me one good reason why. When a church like this has so much to offer, why should you stay disconnected? Why should you remain a spectator instead of a participator? God has designed the church to meet all of your basic needs through His spiritual, through this spiritual connection. What? Why stay connected any longer? You don't have to. In fact, we are relaunching one of the most important ministries in our church this month. We call them life groups. Life groups are simply small groups of people getting together to participate in an activity or accomplish a task or study the Bible together. And these groups serve as the backbone for how people get connected to each other and to God here at Next Level. They also play a critical role in the spiritual development of everyone who is involved in them. And I'm here as someone who can tell you, I would not be where I am in my relationship with Jesus without my small group. There are so many things that I would have never attempted, or even uh, you know, a bigger list of things that I would have quit if it had not been for my friends in my small group. It, it, not long ago, I experienced the worst trauma I've ever experienced in my life. It was the hardest experience I have ever been through. And let me tell you, had I not already developed some deep connections with others, I would have been left to go through that time alone. And it scares me to think what would have been life would have been like if I didn't have friends to go sit on a deck and vent or cry or just drop over for dinner and say, hey, I need some advice on this. I say that because the time to develop those relationships is now when there is no crisis. Because when you're in the middle of a crisis, there is no time to develop deep connections with others. You're in the middle of dealing with the crisis and you'll be doing it alone without the help of your brothers and sisters in Jesus. So let me ask you again, why should you stay disconnected? And if you're ready to take a giant step in getting connected with the family of God here at Next Level, we are relaunching groups this month, beginning September 25th. You can see all the descriptions for the groups as well as how often they meet and the location of each group by going to our events page. So you can go to nextlevelchurch.org slash events. And on that page, you will see a button that will take you to our life groups page where you can sign up for any one of these groups. Some of the groups are built around an activity. Right, uh, I, Some are hiking. Some are doing some crafts. Some groups are for serving at a local nonprofit, and some groups are for studying the Bible. Some groups meet weekly. Some meet twice a week. Some meet, I mean, sorry, twice a month. Some meet monthly. I think you can find an interest and a pattern that fits you on that page. You don't have to stay disconnected. You can be part of the building of God. You can be part of the body of Jesus. You can play an active role in the family of God. And this is an important step towards that. Go check it out and get connected. Be in a place where everybody knows your name. Let's all pray together. Father, next to salvation and forgiveness, I think the greatest gift you've ever given us is the opportunity to be connected to your body, your family. Thank you that we don't have to go through life disconnected and isolated. Thank you for creating this next level family for all of us. May we never take it for granted. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey friends, thanks for joining us today. If you think today's message might be valuable to somebody that you know, would you mind sharing this video? Not only could it be helpful for them, but by sharing this content as well as liking and subscribing to whatever channel you're watching here, you are helping us accomplish our mission to raise the reputation of Jesus. And along those lines, uh, let me ask you again, because I believe in everything we do here. Could I ask you to head over to our website, nextlevelchurch.org, Click on the give button that's there. And when you're on that page, choose one of the giving options that's there. Your faithful support helps us raise the reputation of Jesus where we live, work, and play. So, by benediction, let me read to you Ephesians chapter 2, verse 21, where it says this We who believe are carefully joined together, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. May you this week. Make a commitment to join together with other believers. May you have the courage to move out of Sunday rows and into everyday circles. May you find a place where you belong, where everybody knows your name. Hey guys, have a blessed week this week. We'll see you on all of our social channels. Just know that I love you and as a staff and as a church, we are praying for you. We believe in you.